Boise High senior Shiva Rajbandari loves to ski, and he runs track at his high school. And as of last week, he's going to have a new project for his free time, helping to shape the future of our public schools as a newly elected school board member. Yep, a current student is about to be on the school board, a first for our city. Today on CityCast Boise, journalist Heath Drusen is here to talk about this and other results from our last election. It's Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. I'm Frankie Barnhill, and this is CityCast Boise. All right, Heath, the big news from last week, of course, the Boise School Board election. 18-year-old Boise High student, a current student at the high school, Shiva Rajbandari, became the first student to win a school board election, which, of course, is just a fascinating thing in and of itself. But he also beat an incumbent who was not only endorsed by the teachers union, but also got a heavy nod from a far-right group, the Idaho Liberty Dogs. We'll talk about them in a second. But just first, what stands out to you about this election? It just seems like a really big win for all the folks in Boise in particular, obviously, who heard about the Idaho Liberty Dogs endorsing Shiva's opponent and said, hell no, we're we're making sure that Shiva becomes elected. Yeah, it was a, it was a really bad night for the far right in Boise. And I think it's especially a bad night for the Idaho Liberty Dogs. You know, they really went hard at this election and they targeted Shiva, which was it was kind of interesting to see a far right group target this uh, teenager, right? This recently 18 year old kid who, you know, to be fair, is is running for public office. But yeah, I mean, as we've seen around the country, it was a much uglier than usual local school board race. Uh, it's not something that you expect to be like that, but it got extremely political, extremely ugly, at least from the people on the sidelines, like this far right group. And what you saw in the end is that Boise came out and and definitely gave a, a real hard no to the far right, to any connections with the far right. Certainly Boise is a more liberal city, so it's not surprising that far right candidates would have trouble But I do think the margins were notable because even Shiva, who was challenging an incumbent who a lot of people knew and, you know, I think a lot of people respected before all of this went down. I mean, he won by about 13 points. It really wasn't even close in the end. And we saw turnout actually higher, certainly than the previous school board election, I think in 2020, um, at least doubled the numbers. Uh, So people were showing up for this maybe in part because of this controversy. Uh, I was going to say, I don't think that was a coincidence. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. No, the, I mean, I think I think in some ways this, this far-right activism in this election, it, it really seems to have backfired. I mean, I think it actually motivated a lot of people to vote. You certainly saw a lot of people sort of spreading the word, like, hey, don't forget about the school board election. It's really important this time. So I do think in, especially in a place like Boise, where there's not much sympathy for for the far right, people who might not have voted came out. And yeah, I think they're tired of sort of intimidation tactics. I think people are are really worried about some of the attempts that far right groups are making um, that we're going to talk about later when it comes to, you know, banning books and trying to get more restrictive policies in schools as far as 
teaching stuff about American history and racism. Right. So yeah, I, I you know, th- this was a, this was a pretty sound rejection of all of that. What do you think this says about Boise's, again, resistance to the far right, just to linger on that? Like, you know, I think there's been some questions in recent years with the population changes, people moving here from other states. I think some folks are like, oh, no, it's going to go it's going to go far right. But it doesn't seem like that's the case at all. Like, it's still a very blue, reliably liberal spot on our very red map. Yeah, I mean, I don't see Boise elections getting tipped that way unless there's really low turnout, which is always a danger with local elections, you know. Uh, People seem motivated right now, but as you said, we've seen in the recent past very low turnout for school board elections. And that's where these groups can sometimes win even if they might not really have the support. Um, You know, to use a jargony term, voter education has become a huge issue across the country as these local races get targeted by the far right because, you know, frankly, people are busy and, and they might not have time to delve into the details. Yeah. Um, you see somebody like, you know, like Ryan Davidson on the Ada County Commission. And uh, I mean, that guy is is right out there with the Idaho Liberty Dogs and he's making policy for the county. I mean, those are important positions. Again, important positions that a lot of people don't necessarily pay attention to because they, they fly under the radar. Right. It does seem, though, that at least, again, in Boise, within the city limits, there still are people who, when they hear the call to go out and to make sure that their neighbors know to vote for an election that was the day after Labor Day, which is a big thing, right? That I mean, it wasn't. it's not during uh, November. It's not during the normal midterm elections or anything like that, and that people were showing up. Of course, turnout was still overall very low um, in comparison to uh, a general election races. But um, to see people just get mobilized around it, it was kind of, I don't know, people are celebrating and taking a moment to say, hey, we, we managed to do this. Maybe it shouldn't have been a surprise that they did. But uh, yeah, still a moment to, to note. Oh, yeah. No. And notable. And I mean, you know, I say it wasn't a surprise, but I mean, you know, I, I think Steve Schmidt lost because he, he didn't fully reject the group. He sort of uh, he sort of played footsie with them in a way where he was like, well, I want to represent all people and, you know, whether it's liberals or the Liberty Dogs. And that really pissed a lot of people off. Um, Steve Schmidt certainly doesn't seem like somebody who's, you know, on the far right. But that race especially is very notable because it showed that people were willing to be like, you know what, no, like anything less than a full rejection of these ideas is unacceptable. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about the Idaho Liberty Dogs, this group we've been mentioning. Are they licking their wounds or are they just turning to another fight right now? What's going on? I mean, you know, they certainly, I I think, were disappointed by this race, but they can kind of brush it off as, well, that's, that's just liberal Boise. But for people who aren't familiar with this group, they've come up in profile recently. Uh, They've been around for a little while, but they've been much more active. And they're sort of, I call them kind of a quasi-militia because they do like to show up at events that they perceive as liberal armed. So they do these shows of force. But but they don't seem to have the sort of organized training component. Okay. So there's this kind of hybrid between, like, far-right activists and militia. And they've been popping up a lot at school board meetings, library board meetings. They've been agitating a lot online. They're really active on Facebook. And frankly, they make some 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 really homophobic and occasionally bigoted comments uh, on their Facebook page. And they're very unapologetic about it. 
are are they licking their wounds? I mean, they're constantly talking about the next fight. And what I've seen is that they've been a lot more ambitious in picking more and more fights. Right now, they're they're looking at battles all over the Treasure Valley, and uh, they're really on sort of the the book banning train. Um, that seems to be their their big issue right now, as it is uh, it, with a lot of far right groups. Yeah. Okay. So so let's get outside of the the Boise uh, city limits because yeah, things change rapidly once you get outside the Boise city limits. So. Nampa. We know that, what was it? I think it was 22 books in total were banned back in May. That was by the Nampa school board. So it's the it's the school libraries that no longer have those books. And, you know, things like The Handmaid's Tale, The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. Love that book. Um, <laughs> but what about... What about people who, so if the Idaho Liberty Dogs and these other other groups, parents groups, whatever, um, are aligning to say we need to remove these books from our school libraries, where does the free speech argument come in? I mean, are they even trying to mask the fact that that's incredibly hypocritical, right? <laughs> you know, I, I think that's that's something that maybe doesn't get highlighted enough. The sort of free speech absolutist crowd is also the same crowd that wants to ban books. And there's an obvious conflict there, but what they say is, well, you know, we're not we're not banning books. You can bring this book home if you want to, but we're keeping it out of the reach of kids. And here's the term they use to uh, to get people on their side, which is, you know, I think has been effective in some places where they call it pornography. Right. So they're calling Toni Morrison mm. pornography, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they, the Kite Runner, this uh, beautiful story about Afghanistan and like and then the Taliban um, taking over. They call that pornography. I mean, it's not pornography. I mean, let's just be clear. Um, these are... These are novels. Sometimes they might have some adult themes, but but no, I mean, pornography is obviously wildly inaccurate. But it gets people's attention, right? right? And nobody has time to read all these books. Although, frankly, I would like to see the people making the decisions on this read these books, and I don't think that always happens. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, what they say is, we're for free speech, but we we don't want kids getting harmed by pornography in the libraries. If their parents want to bring it home, they can do that on their own. That's the argument that they use. Obviously, a lot of people don't agree with that. Yeah. Um, it also kind of uh, overshadows the fact that um, there's plenty of families who can't afford to buy a bunch of books. Books are expensive. Yeah. Um, libraries are a lifeline yep. for families who might not have uh, as much money, and uh, their kids can get these books and read them for free. That's not talked about enough either. So, I mean, that's where this whole debate is. They classify it as pornography and make it sound like there's, you know, hustler magazines in the library, even though that's not really the fact at all. Okay, so that's that's the Nampa School Board talking about school libraries. Then, of course, I want to talk about Meridian a little bit, right, which has also been in the news. What happened there when it comes to their public library? Again, the public library, not not the school library, but actually the public library. Remind us of that, that story because that was like a month ago now. Right. So once again, it's the Liberty Dogs. They're sort of becoming this you know, Treasure Valley-wide group. They, again, were trying to get books banned in Meridian. And a big part of that is they want books with any kind of LGBTQIA themes out. Um, that's a thread that runs through a lot of these efforts. Um, look, let's let's be honest. Um, Blatant homophobia. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? there, there's there, there's a real homophobic through line, and yeah. at the very least, these groups are clearly uncomfortable with any kind of gay themes 
certainly anything to do with transgender people. And that's what that, that came up in the Meridian Library debate. And again, they use the term pornography. That's that's sort of their buzzword. And they were it's a very similar debate to Nampa. They're trying to get books banned. Um, there's also an effort to actually completely defund the Meridian Library District. But, you know, it's when you start looking through the titles, um, there's obviously this theme where it's like, oh, OK, this book has LGBTQIA themes. But like Captain Underpants is on there. I mean, <laughs> they want to ban Captain Underpants. And like you just start to realize like, OK, like everything's everything's fair game in their mind. Like anything that, uh, you know, I, I guess Underpants are, are, are risque. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 Gosh. it's just a little bit it's a little bit crazy. The former babysitter and nanny in me is just going, dang, I guess I was reading books that were just wholly inappropriate to the kids that I was babysitting for. Because, yeah, Captain Underpants, I mean, that is not, that's not pornography. Come on. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I do have to read like a little pushback here to, to you know, show that these aren't the only guys at the meeting. I mean, at this Meridian Library Board meeting that we're talking about when they were trying to get all these books banned, like Captain Underpants, one person asked if Winnie the Pooh would be a possible target because the character doesn't wear pants. <laughs> yeah, there were some zingers out of that meeting. There definitely, there definitely were. But yeah, I mean, bottom line, this group, Ido Liberty Dogs, they're not going away. They're not going away anytime soon, it sounds like. No, no, they're not. And um, I mean, that's why we're still talking about them. The reason I think they are important to cover now is because they're 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 making a difference. Uh, they got crushed in the Boise election, but I think they have a real. Um, I, I think they have a real chance to um, to affect change around the valley. Um, I think they're going to continue to show up at these meetings. I think the reason they are important too is when you look around this, the country and around the state. There's some real cautionary tales where, if you look up in Boundary County, way up in North Idaho. The library board chairwoman uh, just announced her resignation because she said it was too much. Uh, there were people coming armed. Um, she said people were coming to intimidate her. Uh, all the library trustees are facing a recall election. And, you know, in all my reporting on the far right and extremism, one thing that keeps coming up is that part of the goal is not necessarily... It's not necessarily even to win elections, although that is a goal, but it's also to get people like that to just not run. Hmm. Um, some people are getting intimidated out of taking these positions. I mean, nobody's getting rich off a, a library board, right? They do it because they think it's important. And um, if people get intimidated out of running, then that narrows the pool and makes it a little easier for them to to get allies on there or get their way. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm going to continue to kind of celebrate the fact that uh, Boise did, in fact, uh, beat off this particular far-right effort. And uh, yeah, thanks for talking about it all with us today, Heath. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, the lesson is vote in your local elections. And read banned books. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> One more thing, the new COVID-19 booster is available pretty much everywhere now. When I looked, there were appointments open at basically every Walgreens and Rite Aid in the Valley, and Albertsons on Park Center and an Eagle are holding drive-up clinics. We'll put some links in the show notes to help you out.
Okay, that's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you're liking the podcast, can you give us a quick rating? It really just takes a second. We'll be back Thursday morning with more news from around the city. See you then. Thank you.